Hello and welcome to episode 50 of the Female Health Show. Thank you for joining me today. My name is Raquel and we're ending the year with some reflection questions. If you're new here and this is your first episode, thank you so much for joining in today. Um, and I really look forward to helping you and, and uh, figuring out your 2021 and 2022 a little bit more clearly. If you're doing this activity whilst you're on holidays, I am so grateful to be part of your holiday experience. Um, I wish I was, you know, if you're at the beach or away somewhere tropical, I wish I was there with you right now. But I I'm glad that I can actually help you on your holiday. So what I would highly suggest is if you're doing this activity is that you've actually got a breakout space. You've got maybe some light music on. Oh, well, you can't have music on while the podcast is on. But maybe when you do this at another stage, when I'm not talking in your ear, maybe have some light music on, a candle or two. I love love candles. It sets the the mood quite nicely. A salt lamp is also awesome to have on. some incense if you like if that's your style crystals bring out all the woo-woo like bring it all out i freaking love doing reflection activities with all my crystals candles salt lamp incense i'm a bit funny like that and i just really get into it and i feel like it just creates a bit of um, energy clearing but also space for me to just let out and be messy and also let out anything that it's, I want to put on the page. Um, have a notepad, have a pen. I would do this activity with pen and paper. I would highly recommend to not do it on your phone or not to have technology out because you can easily get distracted with technology. So either turn your phone on airplane mode when you do this, um, screenshot the actual um questions which are in the show notes already for you there um, but if you need to come back into this show and just you know go back into where the actual question was and talk about it and and see what i say about it so it can help you get more cl- clear on your actual answers as well feel free but i think you can also down this download this episode offline as well so you can hear it but anyway i would highly put your highly recommend to put your phone on do not disturb or whatever it is so you're not getting messages and notifications because that's just going to interrupt your ability to connect with the task and yourself and also you know you hate thinking about something and then something interrupts you and you totally forget your train of thought i absolutely hate that so you know, have a space where no one's distracting you, um, turn all notifications boards off and let's kind of deep dive into it. Um, hope you're in your space and ready to go. If you're on your walk and listen to this, I hope you enjoy it as well. So let's talk about some reflection questions. So before actually I do get into the questions, I just want to kind of recap my own year a little bit. So this year has been up and down for all of us. I think we can all share the same sentiment. It has been a lot. A lot of emotions have been released. I think I've cried more this year than any other year that I know of. And I'm totally ready to move forward from it. Um, It's been 50% a blessing and probably 50% of the other time pushing my comfort zone and my boundaries, really mentally draining. Um, And reflecting on this year for me was just, you know, understanding why certain situations happened and how I hadn't actually properly healed from certain things and how I can move forward from them. Uh, My biggest takeaways from start to finish of 2021 for me has been one, go with the flow Two, have fewer expectations and three don't force or chase don't force or chase anyone or anything attract when you're able to let things come and go into your life without expectations it's a lot easier to function it's a lot less stressful too overthinking and overanalyzing situations conversations heated or awkward situations relationships ideas thoughts it's a problem It's something that our culture 
maybe at the moment has kind of created this overthinking bubble world where you kind of numb out those emotions and thought processes by scrolling because it's too much, it's too overwhelming and you're trying to find the next dopamine hit via notification, via a like, via interaction with somebody else to kind of forget about the problem itself. And I think in a sense, this habit really in 2022 for most people I would say should be on the list is to really get rid of it's something to dump and break up with you know we really need to stop numbing our emotions or you know you go on a date with someone but you're still talking to other people and flirting with other people I I don't know I think it's a little bit odd I get I get that you know it's good to keep your eggs not all in one basket because that basket could potentially leave you unexpectedly However, I think it's really hard to get to know someone, especially if you like someone when you're talking to other people and you're always looking for attention from elsewhere. So, which is another reason why I'm off the dating apps currently, because I think it was just really hurting my ability to connect with people. So, um, you need to kind of ask yourself, and this is not one of the questions, but it could potentially be a question that you want to answer. It's a very simple one. What am I doing that is working for me? What am I doing that is hindering me and others? So it could potentially be that problem where you're actually not able to understand your emotions, understand and process the situation um, and, and learning what you actually need and having that self-awareness to go, you know what, I actually don't really, this is not working for me and acknowledging that and working out a plan for yourself of how to move on from that and change that behavior. We're not perfect. You know, we all make mistakes and we need to learn from them. And that's how we become better humans. Um, also to have how to have clear and healthy boundaries for ourselves and other relationships will also help us move forward from things that are constantly reoccurring you know if you get the same problem happening in all your relationships in all your you know uh uh, lifestyle i guess life that's just the easy way for me to say in your life if you keep having the same recurring pattern recurring problem in every aspect of your life then obviously there's something going wrong which you need to address um And reflecting on the year that has been also means opening up some of the wounds and also embracing some of the beautiful moments too. Some of the wounds potentially look like words that were said, toxic people, conversations you want to forget, um, images in your brain. You know, when you blink your eyes sometimes and you think about something and it's like, whoa, where'd that come from? (laughs) Um, You need to forget. You want to forget those things. Um, sometimes we need to heal from them more than more so than forget them because if you have a memory you don't want to attach an emotion to it and let it absolutely destroy um, your sense of peace or your sense of inner inner locus of control so we need to open up these wounds we know from research is talking about our problems help internalizing thoughts and emotions of the past don't allow you to move forward uh, which is why the idea of reflection um actually, which is what the idea of reflection does. We can talk about them as a third party. It's an opportunity to seek insights from other people as well. I do caution when you open up to talk about issues with other people is that you are selective with who you open up with. There's nothing worse than opening up to people who are not willing to listen, who will try one up your problems, like a competition. People will always try give answers or people who just don't have anything positive or productive or guiding to offer you. So always open up to someone you trust, love, and who you both can hold space for each other openly, freshly, without judgment, without having competition of who's got it worse, where you're also sensitive to certain trigger words, you know, who knows you. You want to talk to someone who knows you and who can elaborate and explain very um, eloquently emotions and feelings in a safe space. 
And if you seek help from anybody and everybody, you'll be easily misguided. You'll also easily be misled and you might make irrational decisions and you might also not be able to have perspective, which is why I think when you have a problem, it's really important to actually talk about the problem without having a lot of noise and a lot of people around you. Because, you know, when sometimes someone says they're not okay and it's like, oh, like, I hope you're okay. And you kind of don't open up, but you can see that there's something wrong there and you want to get into it, but you also don't want to pry. When you have a good relationship with that person, I think you hold better space. So it's, you know, or even as a coach or psychologist, you'd usually be able to open up these questions much easier. So try not to talk about your problems with anybody, any Joe Blow. I really don't think that's helpful uh, because they don't understand the extent of the situation and they don't understand your emotions and your triggers and your trauma. Um, Someone who understands you will be more sensitive to that and I think you'll feel more safer with them and the language they use too. Um... So, you know, I I think just be selective. And if you don't have anyone to talk to, please seek a professional. Please talk to a professional. Um, There is nothing wrong with seeking external help that is not your family and friends. Nothing wrong with that. In fact, sometimes for people, it makes them feel better. So let's get into the six questions to ask yourself before the end of the year. Number one was, what did I achieve this year? Super simple question. A really great idea for people who take lots of photos is actually to pull out your phone or computer, wherever you keep your gallery of photos and look back on the memories from January to now. And I want you to list all the wins, all the things that happened in the year that you achieved, um, that made you feel proud. If you don't have a rolling gallery of achievements or special moments, ask yourself, what made you proud? of you this year question two is what was challenging this year Um, and to stay focused and clear on this question i would suggest a dot point what was hard and if you want to scribble or be messy and whatever use colors you can please please feel free allow yourself a page to let out what you want to say it might just be words like what was challenging this year mental health i don't know that might be the main thing that stands out to you for me this year was definitely mental health um, and like having consistent work and being able to constantly push myself to you know continue working at a sense when we were in lockdown it was very hard so to me that was a challenging thing to do but in mental health wise my mental health was really struggling some days so could be something like that you can elaborate if you like question three is what do i want to achieve in 2022 so when you look at the year ahead what excites you another way to word this question is imagine it's the end of 2022 what are you proud of and I've got a couple of instructions that I want you to do from here. So first, write down what do you want to achieve in 2022? Once you've done that, I want you to divide your page into from one side being most important to the other side being the least important. And I want you to put what you want to achieve in 2022 in two sides, the most important ones and like the mini ones, like the least important side is kind of like the ones that if happened you'd feel good, but they're not the overarching big ones. Like big ones is like getting a house, maybe for you, getting a car, finishing your studies, Um, could be losing 20 kilos. Uh, Those could be the big ones. Maybe the least important ones are like, okay, finishing a project at work, something, whatever it is to you, you're going to have differences. Everyone's going to have differences of importance, but list them in those areas. Then once you've put them in those areas, I need you to number them in each of the sides. 
from one to however many goals you have, the most important to the least important. So you might notice by doing this, you'll be seeing a pattern. It needs to be in a logical, like logical starting point. So number one might be um, the most logical starting point to start here in order to get to your overarching most important goal. So you kind of like creating little sub goals here. You're kind of seeing what actually has to happen first. So we're listing them. So we've listened from most important to least important. I'm just going to re- re- resummarize this little part because I think I may have confused you. So what do I want to achieve in 2022? List on side one, most important list on side two, least important. Then number them from the most logical starting points. So one to 10, whatever you think the starting point is, it might be one or you might work backwards. I don't know. You start where you need to start and then you'll see here what needs to happen before you do your most important things. So what I'm trying to get you to see here is that you can have your most important goals, like getting a house, but the logical the logical starting point might be earning more money or asking for a pay rise, which could be another important goal, which is a sub goal, a mini goal that you need to ask for a pay rise or you need to talk about or have a look at the other options that exist for you in order to grow, in order to, to get to the goal maybe quicker. Because maybe you do, maybe you do for a pay rise. Maybe there's a better job out there that you can do the same kind of work and get paid more. There always is a better job. So anywho, there's that one. Then question four is what's something you want to do less of in 2022? When you think about this question, think about all the stuff that's happened this year that you didn't like doing. Be completely honest. It can be with your work, with your relationship, with communication. It could be about yourself, about self-care. What's something you want to do less of? Maybe you did too much eating Uber Eats. Maybe you didn't do enough home cooking. Could be something simple like that. Or maybe you want to, you know, do less complaining. How are we going to do that in 2022? Less complaining. You're going to have to really change your perspective. You're going to have to read some self-help books. You're going to have to really change your environment. You're going to have to really figure out what are you saying to yourself that's constantly giving you this negative feedback loop? How can we make it a positive feedback loop or, you know, a more, a less reactive feedback loop? So that's definitely something you can explore. Question five is what's something you want more of in 2022? And I think this one links in really nicely with what you want to achieve in 2022 as well. Question three. So question three and question five. Question five is what's something you want more of? Um, It can be different to what you've listed in question three. But I think ultimately, like you really want to see here that it actually does align with your goals that you want to achieve. And maybe this is more about self-belief in a sense. You know, it depends what you've got written. But it could double up. Don't be afraid to double up. I think it just allows you to create a better story of who you are welcoming in in 2022. Last but not least is number six. When things get hard again, what or who will keep you accountable? What or who will help you to recharge? So if we're to continue into 2022 and we may have issues come up, you know what? It's probably 100% expected that there's going to be something that comes up that's not going to really, you know, make you happy. It's going to be frustrating. It's going to be annoying. It could be emotionally unstabilizing. Uh, There's going to be something that comes up. We know this, and I think it's not a negative Nancy way to think about life, but it's kind of a stoic way to think about life. Like there is going to be something and you need to be, in a sense, prepared for it. And it needs to be that you're not reactive if you're listening to my podcast like you probably are someone who is more invested in 
self-awareness. You're more, you want to understand why you do things the way you do better. And you're probably also quite intrigued and interested in, in, in growing and, and moving away from the person that you don't want to be. So if, when you're thinking about this question, you know, what is it or who is it that you're going to look to or potentially remove from your life in order to get a bit of recharge, get a bit of space? Um, what are you going to add in? Maybe some meditation. Maybe you're going to add in once a week, a hike, a swim, um, a drop in the ocean. You're not going to make excuses because you live far. Like maybe that's what you need to do. If you have a Sunday, instead of complaining, go. Maybe a friend might want to come along eventually. You know, I think sometimes action is a really great way to get your health and your mental health, especially out of a funk. Because when things get hard, we all know that we kind of just stay stagnant we kind of just roll over in like the fetal position we're like i don't want to do that i don't want to go anywhere i don't feel like doing this and i used to do this a lot i used to be like i don't want to do anything and it was kind of like anxiety in a sense where i just felt like i needed to be alone but at the same time like getting up and doing something was actually the best thing that i could have done even though i really didn't want to it was the best thing that i needed i needed to do it because staying in my funk wasn't going to make me happier staying in my funk was actually making me Think about things and become more anxious about things that I was thinking in my head that were irrational. So think about who or what's going to keep you accountable. It might be a partner, it might be a friend, it might just be a video you watch. Um, it could be, you know, some, some quote that you have in your room, but you really need to have that anchor point that you're going to be focusing on this when you feel like crap. Um, what, or, what or who's going to help you recharge? It could be an environmental factor like outside, nature, swimming, running, whatever, an activity. It could simply be knitting or listening to music, dancing, shower, cold shower therapy, um, sauna. It could be anything like there's so much, so much stuff. It could be a paragraph as well, like I said before, that helps you to recharge. Like, you know, when you feel, I don't know if anyone does this, but there's been times I think this year where would open a book that I had read in the past. And in the past, I used to underline certain paragraphs that really stood out to me. And I opened this book by Eckhart Tolle. I think it's called The Power of Now. And I didn't really like that book at the time when I read it. I didn't really gel with it. Anyway, I opened it up and there were some really cool things that I underlined in there. And I just felt so much better. I was like, fuck, what I'm feeling is normal. Sorry for the expletive. I'm feeling so much better. Like I actually feel great. I actually feel better about the situation. I actually can process this better and have a better perspective. It allowed me to actually think differently, have a third person kind of view of it as myself though. And so I think if you have these books or you have these videos or inspiration songs or whatever lyrics, it could be something that just brings you back down to earth and grounds you it's going to help center you when things get hard because life is going to get hard. It's going to get hard again. There's going to be something that comes up a hundred percent. You know, you, we're not, um, we're not robots. We're not immune to emotions. And I think we really need to understand our emotions, express them, express them fully, yell, scream, punch the pillow, whatever you need to do, then move forward and do something productive with that. So that is the end of today's episode. 
Um, I hope you really enjoyed this episode. I hope you got some great context and content for yourself in order to reflect properly and fully. If you have any questions, please don't hesitate to ask me. I really look forward to hearing from you and speaking to you all in 2022. Please leave a review on iTunes and Spotify. Now you can leave Spotify reviews, which is so cool. So I appreciate if you do also follow the show along on Spotify and iTunes so you can get the latest updates of when the latest episodes come out. Thanks so much for listening and I'll speak to you all in 2022. Bye everyone.